Each generation, there's a new franchise that becomes massively popular and draws criticisms. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and most recently, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the most successful film franchise to exist, and in the past two years, it has grossed around $9 billion from ticket sales alone. And while it has been widely successful and massively popular, groundbreaking directors such as Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese have criticized them as not being true cinema. But that begs the question, what is cinema? I think uh, cinema is like, a, like an art form, if you want to call it that. Is, is, uh, it, it's like anything else, like uh, books or, or um, fine art and, and uh, painting and, or um, poetry. It's like people trying to express their thoughts and ideas through the medium and so um, through whatever medium they're uh, using. And so there's been a lot of different ones throughout history. And I think the like, also photography is um, you know the uh, predecessor of, of film, and um, I think that uh, it doesn't really matter the medium. And like cinema is just a, another in the line of of like people trying to express themselves, basically. Today we are joined by Cooper Fitch, who has produced four short films and is currently working on a new film called Dinner Party, a suburban thriller. My name is Owen Dimitri, and this is Situational Significance. This is going to be the first of three episodes looking into what defines cinema. According to uh, Google, one of the definitions of cinema is the production of movies as an art or industry. Yeah. Um, but I, I do actually consider it uh, an art form. I mean, yeah. it, it is an expression. Like, it doesn't matter uh, what you do with it as long as you're expressing ideas and it's almost kind of like a heartfelt response. Yeah. Then, then that's good. Um, well, I think that's an interesting... Yeah. Um, definition because it it talks about industry too and mm -hmm. cinema more than like different like obviously everything has become like everything eventually like that you could call an art becomes monetized because yeah. how else are people going to live but cinema or like movies in general if you want to make that distinction is really like has become a, a i mean it's a major part of the u.s economy it, it, it really is a money-making enterprise and Mm -hmm. that's the whole question where you know is what what is cinema and what is movies and it is there a difference yeah so you're relatively new to the industry have started making your own uh short films working on some features uh what actually kind of inspired you to go into film and who are some of your biggest influences or who are um i always liked reading and writing and so for a long time i wanted to be a novelist um and so I read a lot when I was a, a kid, and, and, and I was like to write, but I could never really, um, um, never really had the stamina to actually, you know, do the work. And uh, but I, I always I watched a lot of, of, of movies when I was a kid, and my mom had a, a, like every Disney movie in VHS. We had like a, in our garage every every single one, and uh, I think uh, it took me a long time to realize, but the like power of cinema or, or movies to do the, the same thing that novels are and it's the same kind of storytelling just slightly different uh, mode um, and so uh, eventually that uh, like I figured out that like writing for movies is a thing and so I got into that and then it, I figured out I realized that it I really it really clicked with me mm -hmm. in, a, in a better way than than writing prose does um, as far as like uh, influences or um, I'm a really huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Um, I've I've seen all of his movies, but like Magnolia, I think is 
it's too long, but it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and then a, another one is um, uh, Richard Linklater. I'm, I'm a huge uh, uh, before the Before series fan. And then through college, I got um, exposed to more like um, you know classic cinema and, and uh, European and uh, foreign cinema. And I would say I'm a, I've uh, seen some really interesting films. Uh, I took an Eastern European cinema class, mm-hmm. and, I, and and there's this one director I forget what his name is. We made this this film, Taxi Blues, that um, is 1990s, like right before the fall of the Soviet Union, and uh, it's fantastic. Nice. I yeah. I haven't um, seen any of those that yeah. you uh, uh, mentioned, and that's that's kind of a almost nobody has seen Taxi Blues. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to add it to my ever growing list. Like just yeah. just as time goes on, just like it just gets longer and longer. It's I like, feel you. Yeah. Can't keep up. There's so there's, much content there's too nowadays. Much. I know it's crazy, but kind of what spawned uh, me wanting to look and what's defining cinema is that both uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese have recently criticized the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, mm. Their comments that Marvel movies aren't cinema begs mm-hmm. the question. I mean, what what is cinema? I mean, do you would you agree with them that Marvel mm-hmm. movies aren't cinema, or, or how do you what do you make of it? I have a few thoughts on it, and I think I I think making this distinction between like cinema and movies or film is it's all just like semantics and like mm-hmm. it's only cinema because it's a it's a French word for moving pictures. You know, it's not it's it's it. It's all. It all means the same thing, and I think like this, this making a distinction between like high art and low art. You know, however you want to define that that uh, uh, breaking point is, is kind of just pretentious. Um, in my opinion, like I think, as far as Marvel's movies, like they may be popcorn movies, but that doesn't mean they don't have, um, you know, merit and value mm-hmm. for like intellectual um, anal- analyzation. Um, yeah. And like the other thing I would say is. I think it's important to remember, like, uh, they're based off intellectual property, right? And so has so many movies have been based off IP throughout mm-hmm. the making. Yeah, I mean, even The Godfather, which is like based off a novel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is what uh, started Francis Ford Coppola in his career. Yeah, and so like if you think about it, like they're comic books, but like, are you going to make that distinction between comic books and a novel, mm-hmm. or like? There's been movies that have been made off of like uh, a story in TMZ that got, yeah. you know, and so like. I, I think the whole like the separating anything is kind of ridiculous, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's kind of like an old man yelling down at the young people. You exactly, know? <laughs> and, and what makes it like even weirder or more out there is the fact that Scorsese himself said that he hasn't seen any of them. You can't yeah. judge a book by its cover, and yeah, by the same ridiculous. way, you can't judge a movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing as well is that. If you call it a different art form, then what happens to like photography that's done uh, for sole commercial purposes, or mm-hmm. um, like art, like traditional paintings or sculptures yeah. that are done uh, again for commercial purposes? Like, are they any less art? Are they different than other sculptures? I, I don't think so. I think that's a really good point. And if you, as as long as we're talking about commercial, like like trying to make money, mm-hmm. like if you look at like the uh, new wave of American cinema in the 70s when these guys were getting up, they were part of the studio system. Eventually, Coppola started his own studio, but like yeah. uh, Scorsese, he started off independent, but then he did what everybody else in the, did and got 
uh, started making movies with with the studios in in California, and mm-hmm. you can call these guys auteurs, and they have a certain amount of like authorial, um, you know, independence. But at the same time, they're still like if they hadn't if their movies had stopped making money, like Coppola's did, like they they stopped getting that support from from the studio, and so yeah, that's the bottom line. Is like as 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 much as you want to call yourself an artist, like it it it's all dependent on the money. Mm-hmm. Coppola said that the franchisement and commercialization of movies is despicable, and that in order for them to almost be more artistic, they need to have an economic risk to it. Mm. Uh, would you agree with this? Or mm. I think that like it kind of disparages any filmmaker who's operating on a high like with high budgets mm-hmm. um like big filmmakers that people would know like like uh christopher nolan or, or david fincher which are often making 100 million dollar plus movies and like people would still call like definitely cinema or like film students are all over them and yeah. you know um I, and i think like as far as franchises go Coppola doesn't really have anywhere to talk because the godfather was one of the first like series that actually started the sequel phenomenon you know before yeah. that people didn't make sequels so yeah i mean it's actually kind of interesting though um to to kind of analyze his comments a little bit further it's like he uh didn't originally want to make godfather part two mm-hmm. but the studios did and he wanted scorsese to actually direct it yeah um, and when they said no he's like you know what if anyone's going to do it it's going to be I'll me yeah <laughs> but he still went on to make godfather part three yeah, that is interesting, and like I said, it, it, it's if you look at his like history and the start of his his studio and how much money he's lost making movies mm-hmm. and, and even movies that are good, you know, universally acclaimed whatsoever or whatever, um, you know, and then he talks about like unless you're making a financial risk, it's not actually art or cinema. Uh, I, I would challenge him, you know, to uh, uh, or to go, you know, make a $2 million indie, indie movie with his own money and then, yeah. and then release it. So, mm-hmm. you know, put, put your money where your mouth is. You exactly. Know? Um, and what I find interesting about this idea that uh, Marvel movies aren't cinema or a different art form or, or taking this economic risk, and we continue to look at it this way, how might it impact young kids who have grown up on Marvel movies and mm-hmm are wanting to go into the film industry because of them. Like, mm-hmm. that was their inspiration. You know, it's interesting because I, I think as far, like, as being someone who's made uh, in, in, like, short films and, like, uh, low-budget stuff, uh, when you don't have money, it's hard to make those kind of big action movies. Like, VFX is very expensive. And even if you're doing it all practical, doing action movies is logistically difficult. And so I think it's I think it's good, and, like, technology is advancing. Um, and I don't think that, like, kids especially kids that are like into Marvel movies right now are going to frankly care what uh, Scorsese mm-hmm. or Coppola say about it. And it's like that kind of pop pop culture um, uh, phenomenon right now. And, and so um, I think 10 years down the line, maybe like those kids that want to go into, into movies will, will start actually thinking about it. And then, We'll have watched the classics like Coppola and Scorsese, and and um, you know, then they'll have some. Uh, maybe they they can have some uh, critical thought about mm-hmm. like their comments, but I don't think it's gonna like impede anyone from getting into the industry that yeah. wants to. Uh, do you think there will be any Marvel movies that will be considered classics? <sighs> I don't know. The only one I can think of would be the first Avengers, but it, it's hard to say. 
that's the other thing is like if we look back at the classics of the movie industry a lot of them were these big budget spectacles like mm-hmm. all of the like biblical stories in the 50s and in like these epics those were the like blockbusters yeah. of the day you know and so it's hard to say um 10 years 20 years down the line whether or not we'll actually i mean obviously the filmmaking is is of high uh, standard but um um I think a lot of people like Scorsese and, and Coppola will continue to write them off. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what, which of them, if any, gets um, mm-hmm. th- that respect. Yeah, for me personally, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. And I, I'd i consider actually the first Iron Man to potentially be a classic. I mean, it, it kicked off movie. this. Yeah. I know, it's fantastic. It's yeah. it, it kicked off this entire trend. And I, I do want to give some merit to what Scorsese said about it being a different art form. I don't think it's not cinema, mm-hmm. but it is something different. It's a different way of telling an overarching story. It's almost more TV-like. Yeah. And something I've been noticing more and more is that well, the, the industry has been pushing towards, you know, episodic storytelling. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the, the the line between movie making and TV making is blurring more and more, especially in like Definitely. how you uh, manage and produce them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also brings into account, it's like, cinema is changing the definition is changing it's not static um do you think that like as we keep going Mm -hmm. um what we consider movies and cinema will change or yeah i don't think it's i think that i think it's already happening you know with netflix and all these streaming services uh and there's big budget directors both that are making movies for these streaming services Mm -hmm. and other big budget or big famous directors that are that refuse to um like let their movies be shown on a television in some kid's dorm room and and at night you know and and so at the same time like they're and we have definitely seen in the the past 10 years or so like a a blurring of of like production i I know i've worked on lots of different tv and, and movie productions in there everyone treats them exactly the same you know it's not like there's a big difference in in how these things are yeah. produced especially now like they are like i said there there's big movie directors they're like directing tv and making 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 series and um i don't think that like in 10 years from now it's gonna, gonna like reverse direction i think it's only gonna get more integrated mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh david fincher like he, mm-hmm. he did mind hunter and yeah it's, it's a great series yeah um but it just goes to show it's like how that line is changing. And it also is interesting for not just like uh, people who are wanting to go into film, like directors or producers, but like for writers as well. It's like how the shift is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, traditionally writers, if, if they write for movies, they don't have a lot of control over the final content. But yeah. for TV, they're showrunners and, and they do have that control. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe movies like the Marvel Cinematic Universe that tell mm-hmm. a story over the course, will that have an impact on writers like, and yeah. how they have control? Yeah, writers is, a, or TV is a writing medium, a writer's medium, um, you, you know, and that's, I think a lot of like, a lot of writers that were writing, that used to write features are in TV now because they just simply have more creative control. And like I said, there's these, big directors that are directing tv but a lot of times it's the writers that are bringing in these directors Mm -hmm. and and it's because the writing is good and um i think it'll be interesting the more that happens and the more this like uh um 
intermingling of film and, and TV as, as, as like one continuous medium is um, happens. I think that you'll see a, uh, a separation of this idea of like a tour, a tour theory and, and, and how the writing and in the direction and in everything, every other piece of production design, uh, et cetera, uh, has a part of that. And, and I don't think that like these, I don't think, I don't know that in, in the future we'll see as many huge auteur directors that are have have um, so much recognition uh, because they like I think the writers will start getting more credit. Mm -hmm. I mean, as someone who I, I've directed uh, one short film on my own and I'm starting work on another, but for me that's I mean both good and bad. I think um, working on the crew side, the, the crew needs to be almost recognized more it's very much kind of an actor game the, mm -hmm. the entertainment industry um but the fact that writers are getting more and more recognition is is absolutely fantastic because as as you said they traditionally haven't had that um but just kind of kind of uh to round this out um what were some of your favorite movies over the past three years like new movies that have come out you know i can't even remember what i've seen over the past three years I have a couple. I just watched The Lighthouse, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. Oh, no spoilers. I'm going yeah. to see that tonight. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's wild. Um, I watched, um, earlier this year, I watched The Art of Self-Defense, which mm -hmm. is this little indie movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> but I, I think for me, over the past three years, one of my favorite movies was Blade Runner 2049. I did like that a lot. Like It, it was just very well done. The cinematography was fantastic. And uh, to kind of, bring this all together the interesting thing about that is that it is kind of a franchise movie like it is yeah uh even though it's only two movies deep it's still a franchise movie and mm -hmm. looking back at like what uh the Cop Coppola and Scorsese's comments they probably would never have made those comments towards Blade Runner mm -hmm. um just because it's like it's nowhere near as big as the Marvel Cinematic Universe well that's where you're talking about the um the same kind of thing with the Godfather series is it's the it's the difference between like high art and low art mm -hmm. you know even that's a big budget blockbuster movie like it it has some merit because it has all this this history and and um, critic critical acclaim behind it you know and yeah. so and and Denis Villeneuve is is you know has been championed and rightly as one of the best directors working today and mm -hmm. so um, you know it like we've been saying throughout this whole thing is you know you know it's hypocritical but I, I don't think that it's necessarily like a it's a it's a tricky line to walk on for for Coppola and Scorsese because you know by taking any stance whatsoever they're alienating mm -hmm. uh, other folks and like um kind of contradicting themselves so yeah and I, I am glad that they did clarify their initial comments because yeah. they were much much more scathing and I think yeah. they did too uh, kind of oh, I'm sure they felt the, the blowback. But even then, like their their secondary comments, uh, that it's a different form of art, or that like uh, the franchisement is despicable, um, reduces the like Marvel movies' merit. Like some of them are genuinely good movies. Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier, for example. I mean, the original Iron Man, Avengers. Yeah. Like even Infinity War and Endgame. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they have their problems, but they're I think they're still solid, fun movies. Yeah. And it also closes out almost an era. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find a distinction as we like look back at the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe of like the the solo movies of the individual. Um, 
characters versus like the the Avengers movies where everyone comes together and the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, in 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 that like they feel more like a traditional uh, uh, narrative because mm-hmm. it's it's like a single arc. A lot of the times it's it's the it's the um, story of how the the character. Uh, their prequel you know yeah um and so it, it feels like more of 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 like a, a single thing rather than than uh even though they do often like they obviously were leading into the, the overall um, universe and, and mm-hmm. the other movies but yeah and also it's like I, I think by almost criticizing them um it, it can have a cultural impact i mean look at the cultural impact that black panther had oh totally like we were talking about at the beginning i think like when you when i what i think of like uh you know art is it's something that moves or like expresses ideas mm-hmm. and i don't think you can claim that the marvel movies especially like something like black panther doesn't have something to say you know yeah and and like in that way is how is it not the same mm-hmm. as as you know the godfather or yeah, taxi like, driver you even um the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, James Gunn, he's put a lot of himself into them. It's very personal for him, these stories. Yeah. So how is that any less artistic than uh, like The Godfather or Goodfellas or Apocalypse Now or anything like that? I don't, yeah, no, I don't think so. And and like we were saying, like the a lot of almost all of these movies, except for the cases like Apocalypse Now, where it's mostly Coppola, yeah, um, funding it himself is it, are are like made within the studio system. And mm-hmm. so it's the same kind of like even though you have this one director that's trying to express their um, thoughts and and feelings and say whatever they're trying to say, it's still um, you still have that peating of 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 intent that is caused by the. Uh, the the studio and the yeah. executives that are you know at the end of the day the the people controlling the production thank you so much for joining me today cooper it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you and thank you to our listeners for tuning in next week we will be discussing cybersecurity and privacy this has been situational significance thank you